Fritz was actually on the campus grounds. The old church was tucked far back into the reaches of Bingham College, beyond the little stadium, the tennis courts, the soccer field. So it wasn't surprising that the students who could had driven, especially in the chilly weather. The kids were in the typical college 18 to 21 age bracket, and with an odd jolt, I realized that made them only a bit younger than me. They were wearing the usual uniform of blue jeans, sneakers, and padded jackets, more or less what Tolliver and I were wearing. Tolliver's jacket was from Land's End, bright red with a blue lining. Red looked good with his black hair, and the jacket was warm enough for most situations in the South. I was wearing my bright blue padded jacket because it made me feel safe and soft, and because Tolliver had given it to me. We were spots of color in the overall grayness. The trees that surrounded the old church, its yard, and its cemetery gave us a feeling of privacy, as if we'd been marooned at the back of the Bingham campus. Miss Connolly, we're all anxious to see your demonstration, Dr. Nunley said, practically laughing in my face. He made an elaborate sweeping gesture with his arm that encompassed the gaggle of headstones, The students didn't look anxious. They looked cold, bored, or mildly curious. I wondered who the medium had been. There weren't many with genuine gifts. I glanced at Tolliver again. Fuck him, his eyes said, and I smiled. They all had clipboards, all the students and all the clipboards had diagrams of the old graveyard, with the gravesites neatly drawn in and labeled. Though this information wasn't on their clipboards, I knew there was a detailed record of the burials in this particular graveyard, a record containing the cause of death of most of the bodies buried in it. The parish priest had kept this record for the forty years he'd served St. Margaret's Church, keeping up the custom of his predecessor. But Dr. Nunley had informed me that no one had been buried here for fifty years. The St. Margaret records had been discovered three months ago in a box in the most remote storeroom of the Bingham College Library, so there was no way I could have found out the information the registers contained beforehand. Dr. Nunley, who had originated the occult studies class, had heard of me somehow, He wouldn't say exactly how my name had come to his attention, but that didn't surprise me. There are websites that connect to websites that connect to other websites, and in a very subterranean circle, I'm famous. Clyde Nunley thought he was paying me to be exposed in front of the An Open Mind class. He thought I considered myself some form of psychic, or maybe a Wiccan, Of course, that made no sense. Nothing I did was occult. I didn't pray to any god before I got in touch with the dead. I do believe in God, but I don't consider my little talent a gift from him. I got it from a bolt of lightning. So if you think God causes natural disasters, then I suppose God is responsible. When I was fifteen, I was struck through an open window of the trailer where we lived— At that time, my mother was married to Tolliver's father, Matt Lang, and they had had two children, Gracie and Mariella. 
Crowded into the trailer, besides that lovely nuclear family, were the rest of us. Me, my sister Cameron, Tolliver, and his brother Mark. I don't remember how long Mark was actually in residence. He's several years older than Tolliver. Anyway, Mark wasn't at the trailer that afternoon. It was Tolliver who performed CPR until the ambulance got there. My stepfather gave Cameron hell for calling the ambulance. It was expensive, and of course, we didn't have any insurance. The doctor, who wanted to keep me overnight for observation, got an earful. I never saw him again, or any other doctor. But from the internet list I'm on, a list for lightning strike survivors, I've gathered it wouldn't have done me a lot of good anyway. I recovered, more or less. I have a strange spider web pattern of red on my torso and right leg.